Welcome into Inside LAFC Podcast. My name is Max Bretos. It's a glorious day here in Alhambra. Temperature in the mid-70s. I'm not sweating too much. If it, When you have a day like this, no better person to accompany you than Jordan Harvey. You're not sweating too much? <laughs> not sweating too Says much. Te- <laughs> a little bit, but normally I'm sweating a lot here. I'm Some- wearing a sweatshirt, so it's You're wearing coming. a sweater, it's a sweatshirt. It's coming. It's coming. Summer's over, brother. Yeah. Uh, we have a great show. We're going to look back at uh, LAFC's resounding four-zip victory over Colorado. That was a pretty convincing effort. Uh, a great lineup, full roster, speaks volumes of everything that's come together and now heading into the last 11 games. Looking forward to it. And we're also going to discuss a very important tournament that the Academy's involved in. I know you have your eye on this. The under-17s down at Liga Emeekis. A great opportunity for the kids to get a lot better. A great chance for us to... Uh, have amazing international competition in Mexico City. It's seven games, hopefully a final to make it eight. Uh, kids are playing so well. Tune in if you can and support. The whole club is, that's for sure. I know. You hear the cheering here during the games. It's very exciting. And we'd like to introduce you to some of the new players, or all the players, really, for LAFC. Philip Krostev, and we're going to get to the bottom of his nickname, which we're going to start calling him. Go for it. Fufu. Yeah, I, I can roll with that. We can roll it. We're going to see if we can get that on the back of his shirt at some point. Philip Krostev joining us here on Inside LAFC Podcast. we got Jordan Harvey, and it starts right now. Twelve days we waited for a game. It was certainly worth the wait. Uh, and an added three days, obviously, as we had uh, the tropical depression. Were you all right with all of that? Why are you laughing? Depression. <laughs> Isn't it a, top, a tropical storm or tropical depression? Uh, Everything okay? Spend time with the family. I, it was, yeah, I know, heard that it was, from a lot of people. They enjoyed moment, it. You know, I mean, I I feel for the people who had to endure the flooding course, and, and yeah. go through all the damage. But uh, we prepared for it, and then we had board games with the family. So that's very nice. My son yeah. wanted to go see his friends. I go, get back in here. You're not leaving in this. <laughs> so my son started high school. Oh wow. That hit. Trust me, man. One, you'll hit wow. this one day with, with your daughters. It'll it's hit a you like a fist. Until they're gone. It's you'll. Yeah. Nothing will prepare you for it. As many of you parents will know. Uh, obviously, I got completely sidetracked with the three extra days, but it did apply because we were supposed to play LAFC on Sunday. They play on Wednesday, uh, and they looked really sharp. LAFC defeating the Colorado Rapids for settle the Rapids uh, at the foot of the Western Conference. Uh, they have a lot of issues, obviously. But I think it's always a good sign, Jordan, when there's a team that you should beat, you should beat convincingly, and that is what LAFC did when they're, you know, they, at halftime, clear out in front by three goals. Yeah, and it was a really good lineup. Uh, it was the first time uh, Matias Bogush and Tillman started as eights together, which I thought obviously was successful. And after the long break, as you just alluded to, it's nice to kind of ease your way back in. The opponent wasn't one yeah. of those that's playing flying at, at yeah. the top of the table, so you can ease your way back in. It was a really good, strong lineup, performed really well, and they – had the ability because of Colorado's lineup playing a 3-5-2 for those fullbacks to be aggressive and you know how I like fullbacks to get uh, in the opponent's face win balls back higher up the field and you saw that you saw a ton of goals a lot of opportunities um, and it was a fun game 17 goals I think in the last four games I I believe that is confirmed seven by the way Juarez LAFC beat 7-1 They've gone back to Liga Emekis. They won and they tied a game. They're second place, clear. Like three points ahead of third place. So a team that LAFC thumped pretty good, they are 
second in League MX, five rounds in. It's not like it's just a game or two. But uh, what do, when you look at these goals, does this feel like this is uh, the LAFC uh, that we should get used to seeing when everyone is healthy and ready to go, which is kind of with Carlos back was kind of what we had. Yeah, and that's the exciting thing about this team. It's just, it just keeps getting better and better. And similar to last year with all the summer signings, how you were like, you looked at the roster and you're like, wow, there's not a crack in that. There's players off the bench that are that are really make, impacting the game. And now you saw a lineup where you're bringing a Kellen Acosta off the bench. You're bringing uh, Krastaf, uh, Stipe, Oliveira, Duenas, like some real quality off the bench that could be starters for any team uh, in this league. And you just see the depth that LAFC has, and you're excited about the remaining 11 games that we have. Well, Ulysses, who sometimes helps us out on the podcast, he's not here today, but he usually helps us out. See, Marcos, I got him in there. Uh, he was saying it was at the moment at the end of the game, we had Stipe, Buanga, and it was Kike Oliveira. I mean, just three really fast Burners. players. And it just emphasizes what you say. It's so many different looks. No one, I don't think anyone can really truly do that in this league. I've seen most of the clubs out there, but that's just like three guys. Okay, at the end. 80 minutes here to throw these guys at you. At the beginning, you have Carlos Vela, who looked really sharp with his passing and uh, had, who had missed the last two games. So you look at two and a half weeks for Carlos look good. Just, you know, Mario Gonzalez had those misses early on, but got himself in great positions to get him. Uh, it's a, a lot of different options in the attacking spots. Yeah, and you know it's going to fall for Mario Gonzalez. He's yeah. getting into the right spots, similar to Bawanga when he first came into the fold last summer. Uh, great How comparison, he, yeah. He was, the XG was high. We talked about XG, XG, XG. The XG for Mario was yes, very good too. Yes, so Yes, and so you just, the confidence is there uh, from the club backing him, the coaching staff. They know what's going to happen, and when it does, it hopefully is just a flurry of goals, similar to Bawanga and, and uh, game-winning goals, title-winning goals. Um, that he can deliver. But then the young guys are the ones I'm excited about. Krostov coming on. He has that creativity. He has the engine. Duenas uh, is coming into his own. So it's not just the up top. It's uh, in the in the midfield. And then you obviously still have a Maldonado and a Mamadou Fall who didn't even feature in the game that are also starting caliber center backs. So it's just across the board. And I have to talk about our fullbacks again. I'm just that's where I go. Palencia is a stud. He is such a stud. That I little to, flick back to Carlos. I talked to Steven uh, Betashore after the game against Colorado, and he was like, who is this guy? He is unbelievable. He's like, and I could quote him on this. <laughs> I love it. Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, he does. He sees him from a distance, but now is the first time you really got to see him up close, and he's like, he defends, he attacks, he does it all. Um, he defends properly. He defends with pride. You see Giorgio, it's just full of pride. Uh, that's what Palencia has through and through, and I thought he had an amazing game too. <laughs> that fullback guild, that's what I'm laughing yeah, at. Yeah, we'll just you always know, Jordan and Bayshore, forget the other guys. Who is this yeah, left back, he's, man, he's, this right back? Yeah, really good. Uh, we always go there. I appreciate it. I'm glad yeah. you guys are out there looking for each other. But it is impressive when you look at across the board. The, the three new players, we've seen Mario Gonzalez start two games. Much more improvement. Massive improvement, I should say, from Monterey, where he kind of didn't look like where he knew where he was going. He knew where he was going, just the finishing. And then Fufu Krastev, we're going to call him Fufu. I asked him. He said, that's my name, Fufu, so we're going to go with it. Really? John Thornton I said no. I'm going to wait to get that confirmation okay. from him before I, I start going with I said Fufu. Fufu's like, yep. All right. All right. And then Kike well. Oliveira. I love the, the nicknames. 
and then uh, who am I forget? Oh, uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Mario Gonzalez. So they the the other two make their debuts. Oliveira scores. Yeah, they're all very different. Krastev, there's something very different when I see him play. Uh, just the, the the lightness. I always I just there's players I see them. I always like to call it like he's wearing slippers. Yeah, it's like his feet aren't touching the ground and finding space. It's very exciting to see what he could do. There are three very different players, which I think just adds to the the danger that LAFC can apply to opponents. But is there something that it might with Krastev? It's it's quality. It's it is it's a quality. quality. It's quality. Uh, we were talking about it during the game with Marco Garces. Um, you know, you see Carlos, a ton of quality. Ball comes to him. He just brings it down um, with ease. It's it's like part of his foot, right? Um, you see a lot of that quality and technique with Krastev. It just comes natural. It's one-two touch, kind of floating in between lines. Um, he's a young player, um, and he's going to complement the players that we have well. There's no relying on him. I think that's huge. A lot of times... Uh, in MLS, you rely on the young players so much that there's too much pressure on them. At LAFC, they can be complementary pieces, which kind of takes the pressure off. Um, guys like Oliveira, Stipe, Krastev. And so uh, I think, you know, these guys are just going to work into the end of the season and then be big parts of the team next year. Defensively, in addition to the fullbacks getting forward and being dangerous, they did their defensive duties. John had to make a couple saves, looked very comfortable. And then Giorgio and Aaron Long. What a would, great pairing. But that would appear to be the the pairing in the big games moving forward. You always got to be flexible. And we've seen, you know, Jesus Murillo and Daniel Maldonado play really important games and play them well. But that one, that pairing just, they reflect off each other very well. They, they Anything you need a center back to do collectively, it feels like they can they can do the job. Yeah, and they complement one another. Aaron Long, you saw a couple times in that game him really having to open it up and uh, in a way that I hadn't necessarily seen before, 40-yard runs, a couple of them um, in the second half that he had to just track the runners um, into the channels, and he was able to do it. He had the top speeds. It was, it was impressive. Um, and then, obviously, Giorgio, just with his organization, his passing skills and, and being in the right place at the right time every time, his consistency, um, that, that complements everybody. And so um, it's, a, it's a good foundation that has now come together. Um, there's not, uh, you know, bad injuries uh, everybody is healthy. You have a young group. You have a full roster uh, to make that push. Giorgio, when he came here, because he's 38, but he's not like a normal 38. He's turned 39. He did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He had his birthday. You didn't I say happy birthday? I wow. did, but I, I got the ages wrong. Whoa. I did say happy birthday. Where's Giorgio? He's over there. He's having lunch. <laughs> I did say happy birthday, and I, I had made a really bad – and you know how I remember? It was a really bad effort to say it in Italian. <laughs> I should have just said it in English. He's like, no, no. So 39, <laughs> this wasn't what he was supposed to do. He started four straight games, and in the League's Cup, it was three starts in nine days. Then he comes in here, goes, you know, the distance. Um, but it's, he, it's what's like different? It, but that, that, was that – those are demands. That, that wasn't expected of him to be like an everyday starter. Maybe it's not, but that's, it's that's what he's doing It's based on now. how he feels, right? Yeah. And that's a, a credit to the training staff, uh, to him knowing his limits and knowing how to build up and how he feels. Um, the coaching staff working with him in those ways, managing his minutes. Um, it was a, a slow start in preseason, but now he's really finding his, his stride and his health, you know, um, you know, knock on wood. And it's, it's one of those things that 
you know, you just go with how he feels. He's obviously one of the best, if not the best center back in this league and, and historically one of the best in the world. And so just based on how he feels, he'll play, right? So it's really good. And we'll, we'll, we'll get a bigger sample size certainly on the new players and the partnerships. It's different. The depth is a game changer. It's crazy when we look back uh, in June and July where this team was so stretched and a lot of guys yeah. where they had to turn to LAFC 2 to fill in. That, I mean, they still might have to do that. But right now, this is, I would imagine, what they were hoping for, uh, wishing for in many ways because health and international duties and all of that uh, come into play. But right now it feels almost a full deck. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's obviously, you know, the departure of Sifu. But even in that, it opens up opportunities for Bogush to then slide into the A position, which I know we're going to talk about a lot of. Yeah. But him sliding into that, it's just different opportunities that people have taken. And now you look at Bogush and you're like, he's, he's an eight, right? He's a midfielder, and he does so well with that. And he fits the game model, the pressure, the creativity, and then the production goals. Before he gets here, I wanted to ask you about Matty Bogush and what makes him so special. He's, he, it feels not only he's playing well, but he feels like you need him in this for LAFC to click at their very best. Uh, the goal, which was the identical goal that he scored against Monterey, he, just, he almost flicked it. He goes, this is my spot, and he finished it in the exact same spot. I mean, that's a sign of a, of a player in his form, which he can find his spot and deliver from there. But what does he do that makes this team click? Yeah, I think early on, just to that point, I think early on he was finding that rhythm. It just wasn't coming off, but you knew the goals would come. Um, you know, I was part of the, the group that we got to watch a lot of video of him before he came in. And if you pull up clips of him in the past, he scores some bangers. Not on top of the 18, I'm talking 30 yards out bangers, upper 90s where it dips just like a De Bruyne, right? He kind of looks like that and how he That's strikes <laughs> the ball. And so um, what he brings to the team is an attacking prowess from the midfield position. He, he His work rate, I'd say his best quality is his mentality. I think he has just a grit that you can't teach. It's a uh, competitiveness. It's a, a uh, you know a willingness to do whatever it takes to win, and you see that in every play, every action, um, and it's just infectious. You know he does it. The other eight will join in, and it's just it's something that uh, that's what I want to ask him. Yeah. Is where that comes from, because it's something that you want to instill in all your players is that competitive nature and and the uh, the the little. You know, you sniff things, you have an edge. Uh, he has this edge about him that I think is the difference uh, when you talk about him versus other players. And that, that piece where LAFC's been so good, and they're a good transition team. They've been exceptional in these last four games. And I guess the reason those goals look familiar because it was in transition. He's always in the picture. He's always in support, which makes him a good outlet, and he's able to find it when the defenses aren't quite ready for it. Yeah, and he has the versatility to play wherever i yeah. mean he's played they played on, him in three positions already well yeah he's played on either wing he's played as a nine and now he's played as an Four eight positions that's yeah, right you could say five if you're either side of the eight <laughs> really right? good so he has that versatility where you know if he's playing well he can find himself on the field in a number of spots um now with obviously uh Oliveira coming he probably has cemented himself as as the eight position but man he fits the game model and he does everything uh, the coaching staff uh wants and is looking for in that position very exciting uh, everyone had a great time at uh, the stadium to see that now they head off to charlotte on saturday first time ever there's going to be a big turnout for that game they're expecting around forty thousand. i don't know if they're expecting but they've drawn up to forty thousand there and then it gets pretty tricky in september 
road games at Philadelphia, road games at St. Louis, as it stands, St. Louis four points ahead of LAFC in the West. It'd be that's a good target, I would imagine. See if you can get in first in the West to make sure everything goes through. I mean, BMO. you want to win every game wanna here on it. out, right? Okay. Uh, that's the goal. And then you obviously have you have the Campeones Cup against Tigres as well. Um, that'll be a fun one. Um, but yeah, the goal is to focus on each. And I mean, it's it's cliche, but now that you but have they, a group, they can pull it off. Yes, and it's they just, feel like they can pull it it's off. It's just winning, uh, you know, the remaining eleven games and see where you stand at that point. Because you know, with the congested schedule at the beginning, you had to you had to lean towards different competitions, and maybe regular season took a hit because of that. Um, but now, League's Cup. Uh, done away with and there's just full focus on regular season and obviously the one game that I mentioned yes so tricky games uh, the Galaxy's in September the Philadelphia game the St. Louis game Miami game also as well as they've played so it's going to be fun it's going to be challenging uh, starting at Charlotte and I know Ryan Hollingshead after the game talked about it goes those trips are hard the time zones the long trip they're going to go Friday and get there so it's never going to be easy that is the one of the, diff the difficult parts of MLS that you tell people and they go, oh, yeah, but five-hour flights, three-hour time zones, yeah. any sport, that's going to take a toll. No, if you've been in the league long enough, you know that it is so difficult, and it's so difficult for players coming in, especially, say, from Europe to come in and all of a sudden you're flying three or four <laughs> hours to Colorado at altitude or in, in the south during the summertime and or going to play on turf. You know, there's these different things that you're like, oh, this is different. I've never done that before. But uh, it just presents its own set of challenges. And, and Ryan is no stranger to it. He's been glad he put a long it out time. there. And um, so, you know, it's about preparing the guys for that. It is turf. This is what the weather's going to be like. This is what the team plays like. Just prepare for that, knowing what you're going to get when you go in. I didn't see Ryan today. I wanted to ask him. But do you think that was a shot or a cross? On his goal. Did you not ask him? I, I really want to ask him. I, wa uh, I want to ask I'm, him. I, I sent someone down there, I'm and he said sure. he blinked, but that doesn't tell him. So I, I think I, I'm going to give him the credit. I'm going to say it was a cross, but <laughs> to his credit, you know, when you're cr hitting the ball to the far post, it could either, you know, wind up on Mario Gonzalez's head or it goes in. So to his credit, he made the right decision. I think it was a cross. Though. Expand your options. I go, I'm going to put it there. Yeah. Good things will happen. Exactly. And exactly. it did. Uh, so we'll, we'll circle back on LAFC, but this is an exciting time. Uh, check out the game Saturday, 4.30 local, MLS season pass on Apple TV to see if LAFC can maintain that uh, momentum. The, the one half against Monterey, other than that, it's been fantastic for the club where everyone's back, Carlos Vela back, a lot of good news. I wanted to talk about a very special tournament. If you've been here, well, if I've been here the last few weeks, you'll start hearing people cheering. It's because they have... <laughs> Uh, what is it? The stream on of the Liga MX Sub-17 Under-17 tournament featuring the best under-17 teams in Mexico. And they invite some clubs. They invited LAFC for the first time. Palmeiras, who's a monster in Brazil. Atletico Madrid is there. And tell, I, I want to ask you about this because we know this. these are the tournaments that you hear about these next players and how a club performs in there outside of the comfort zone, if you can call it that, of MLS. But I know you're really excited to see. What, what does this mean for the club? What does it mean for the people that are participating over there in Mexico? Yeah, what, what you mentioned, though, just to start, uh, what we do here at LAFC is we, we put it on all the screens. So we are streaming the games live. And so on occasion, people will be streamed a little bit ahead. So you hear a cheer just before you see I, a goal or something I like that. I got one of those. But the whole club's behind uh, this group that is out in Mexico City right now. Um, they've had... I believe it's uh, 
five or six games, um, all of them from Toluca, Santos Laguna, uh, Monterey. They played Chivas uh, next. Um, and then Atletico Madrid, Palmeiras. It's just it's amazing games, great competition at the academy level. You know, you have games domestically in Southern California or in our region, um, but nothing compares to international competition. And that's what we're doing is putting these kids on that stage where they're able to develop and experience things that they wouldn't normally. Um, it's an amazing tournament already. It's, it's a game a day. They've had a couple days off in between a few sets of games. Um, so it's physically taxing. You're asking the whole roster to essentially play. So you're rotating. Every kid is playing. Um, and you said under 17s. I now have switched my mind. It's 2006s. <laughs> Uh, all the way down to 2008. So that's we have majority uh, under 17s, but also under 16s, 16s. And, a, and a few under 15s that have played. So those are 2008. So we actually have brought in, um, you know, to a point, the best uh, academy players LAC has uh, to compete at this international stage, and they're doing very well. Right now in second place, the Palmeiras. How this, and I'm just going to keep going here. Go, go, go. How this tournament unfolds is uh, – because it's in, in Mexico and uh, Mexico City and it's been organized by these Mexican clubs, uh, Liga MX, um, a Mexican team is in the final. So you play uh, seven games and then at the end of those games, there's only two teams in the final. So right now, uh, LAFC lost to Palmeiras. It was the only loss. They beat the Mexican teams across the board. Hopefully Chivas tomorrow. And uh, hopefully Palmeiras, who plays FC Dallas, drops some points in LAFC can bump up to that first spot on the international group. Knock Palmeiras out. Knock Palmeiras out. And play one of the best Liga and Mexi uh, teams, which is, I believe, going to be Santos Laguna, which they already beat. So it's a massive It's a weird system, Liga and Mexi. Yes. Put the best two teams in the final. But listen, it's so good for our We're happy to be here. Oh, my God. It's amazing. We hope to be in it more. We hope to be in it next year and years to come. That is that that is a proof of concept, right, of the academy where we go, hey, we're going to get the best – the parents want the kids to get on LAFC. They want to be in the best competitions. You've obviously added, uh, in addition to MLS Next Pro, which is a pipeline for these academy players, to say that they can put here. That's got to do wonderful work. Makes your job easier when you're talking to these parents. We played in this tournament. These kids, when they were 16, 15, played in this tournament, now they're professional and doing that. That has to go a long way because this is exclusive. This is an elite tournament. Yeah, 100%. 100%. This is about getting our academy players more exposure, more opportunities to be pushed and challenged and, and develop. And that's what LAFC 2 is about. That's what a lot of our LAFC 2 players, which you alluded to, have been given opportunities with the first team. So it's, it's about all working. Just, it's just about working these opportunities. And and uh, hopefully uh, we get all these players to the first team at some point, given just this this competitive nature that, we have, uh, that we're pushing. You may not get this information by the time this podcast uh, is published, but it is sub- Internacional, S-U-B-I-N-T-E-R-N-A-C-I-O-N-A-L. I know that doesn't help. Subinternacional.ligamx.net. And that's where they can get all the information, See maybe the watch standings. the games. That's where you stream the games. Um, they'll have links to a, a, a Facebook link. So you'll see uh, Marco 
myself, John, in and around, Mario, in and around, and just on a whim, just start celebrating, high-fiving at the, at the PC. Sometimes we'll watch it together, sometimes separately, because Marco gets a little nervous with it. Um, but uh, it's so exciting. Um, we're backing these kids 100%. Everybody's on board from players to staff, and uh, we hope they can pull it off. Mark, this has to be some of the Marco effect. Marco Garces has been amazing. They yes. have those relationships yes. with the Liga MX teams, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's absolutely him, uh, Marco, who made it possible for, um, you know, it's our under-17 kind of graduating class. They would technically be under-18s, but it's the same group, the 2006s, that, um, you know, are, are competing and and uh, and have done well. And I'll mention it again. They've... They've beaten every Liga MX team uh, that they've played, so it's impressive. That is, and that's good. who we're competing with, right? The, I mean, the Palmeiras, the Atletico Madrid, FC those. Dallas. That's the that's the academy you want to want to emulate if you're MLS. That and Philadelphia and the FC Dallas is there, be, and probably in, for a big reason because they are successful and they they'll give you good games. Yeah, yeah, uh, Atletico Madrid. I mean, they. We, the only team that we uh, had difficulty, what well, we drew with, was FC Dallas. They are, I believe, second or last in the tables right now. They've had some trouble with the Liga MX teams. But, again, winning winning uh, tomorrow, hopefully Palmeiras drops points. Uh, Mark Dos Santos, it's kind of a uh, ongoing thing within the building because he has ties. He was with Palmeiras for two years, only has good things to say. And so even though he's rooting for LAFC, we've kind of pushed him on the Palmeiras side and, and tried to start some beef here in the uh, PC with him. <laughs> it's like just manufacturing the beef. Manufacturing. You're, like, you're like, yeah, I know you're for LAFC, but Erroneous you're Palmeiras. Erroneous cheers, just kidding. Pointed yeah. cheers yes. and uh, yes. starting some beef. Exactly. And by the way, but this is the thing. <laughs> Look, I, I, I came in here, I remember when I arrived in 2018, and they started the academy before that, and they go, this is what it's going to look like. You're like, I can't see it. How these are going to connect. And now I see it. I really see it. Uh, at pumping it full stream for the first time, even where they, where they always explain it, coming down from the first team, feeding this, you know, with uh, the academy system that was reconfigurated over the last couple of years, and now it's just it's pumping. And there's still room to grow. And, of course. And there's still, um, you know, such an amazing group here, um, staff, the academy staff, second team staff, first team. Just that alignment is so difficult because we're operating separately for so long um, with the second team being in Vegas, academy being too young to actually influence the second team and first team. And now that we have uh, a group old enough, we have the second team in-house, LAC2, and the first team, this alignment is so tough to organize and to kind of manage given this first year, but we're working out that, that stuff. And, uh, you know, the whole point, is to get players to the first team. And you're seeing that. The opportunities are there. Training sessions, um, U.S. Open Cup, you've seen it. We've probably talked about it on the podcast. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's been also. a lot. It's all, everything is in place. And I, you see the staff here and the attention and the love that they do it. Such an, I, I, I never take for granted being here, being here to share time with you, to share time with this club, especially now, because you could see it starting to click. And it just, all of that means the future is going to be even brighter. And I can only get excited to think of what it's going to look like in five years or 10 years, but it's pretty exciting. It'll pretty exciting. It's going to be a second floor here. There's going to be a, a giant <laughs> statue of me over oh, there geez, in the media <laughs> term. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. I think that's plenty. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff. We're just, you know, the tip of the iceberg for LFC. But we'll be back. We will be joined by one of the new faces for the black and gold. Bulgarian midfielder Philip Krostev talks about his love for the United States. And what dance will he do next? That's next. 
Welcome back to Inside LAFC Podcast, and we got to get something out of the air. We're here with Philip Krastev. I asked you your last time, is it okay to call you Fufu? You said yes. Yeah, of course. What is? I need to know the history of that nickname. Um, it's uh, really simple. The history of the nickname is just from my parents when I was very, very young, and uh, they wanted to think of something different because uh, for my name there are a lot of different nicknames. But this one, I haven't heard it anywhere, so my parents uh, created it for me. So they thought, okay, yeah. da, 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 fufu. Yeah, There's yeah, been a exactly. fafa in the league, but not There's a fufu. A fafa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is different. It's a first. Of Did you consider putting fufu on your shirt at one point? Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. He's messing with you. Don't, no, I'm don't not. No, I'm no, not. No, no, no. Mario G gets to put Mario G on this back. It looks yeah, cool. yeah. You didn't yeah, really yeah. think about putting Fufu. Yeah, I think it, uh, That's awesome. it would look cool, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd buy your jersey. I respect my family name, so yeah. <laughs> and then getting back into the hard-hitting questions, uh, I've been talking to your teammates, and they said that you're coming up with some good uh, goal celebrations. Um, what is the next giddy. one? The first one was the Giddy. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is it the giddy or is it the gritty? Is it gritty it's or gritty? Yeah, gritty. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know, yeah. dude. I'm so <laughs> old. Oh my I didn't God. know either. I'm so old. <laughs> we can't edit that out. We're no, just gonna, we're gonna let it all out. What's the next but, celebration? Uh, <laughs> normally, it's uh, this is the main celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like to mess around to do some dances, of course, with some other guys. But uh, yeah, this is the main celebration. It's because of uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. A couple years back, when I I seen it from him, yeah, yeah. the greedy, and uh, yeah, I started to do it after I score. So yeah. Do you watch it? Do you watch a lot of NFL in Bulgaria? Um, yeah, when I when I was in Bulgaria, the games were very late, and it was uh, hard to watch it. But yeah, I follow the the NFL. Wait the a NBA second, a you fo- you watch NFL? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we've He's been talking to Hollingshead about doing fantasy football yeah. league. Oh, can I get in on that? Yeah. Wait, are you are you wanting to do this? Um, I talked to Kenny Nakosta. And uh, Keo said that he can put me in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yes, you know yeah. the, it's the best the, moment in yeah, podcast history. Yeah. You know the punishment, <laughs> though. The, you know the punishment for the last guy. Yes. No, I thought only it was a price. Like who wins? So there's a price, but then there's also a punishment yeah. for last place. You have to camp out one night on the LAFC training oh, pitch. Wow. Oh, that's rough. I won't be less. So. <laughs> yes, you won't be last. Good, good. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. You were meant to come and play oh. in the United States. Oh yeah. Because. Yeah. I didn't know this when I was asking you, because uh, your English is so good. And I said, where'd you learn it? You said, in, in Bulgaria, it's taught, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you must have practiced well, a lot. Yeah, normally it's uh, the people in Bulgaria study English. So if you go there, I think a lot of people can help you with the English. But uh, yeah, I think it's it's not very hard to learn English nowadays. So yeah. <laughs> did it help with it's your Did it help with your decision <laughs> to come to LAFC? Yeah, of course, the language barrier is a very tough thing because I've been in countries where uh, I don't speak the language and it's uh, it's really nice to, to understand everything and to be able to communicate with the other guys. So, yeah, of course. What has been uh, your favorite thing? Uh, obviously, getting a goal in your debut, not many players can do that. But what has been your, your favorite thing having come to LAFC and now been in this environment? What do you like most or you weren't expecting, I guess, coming in? Yeah, I think it's uh, the atmosphere here is amazing and it's like very balanced because uh, the the people here are very professional and they work really hard, but at the same time they are chill and they have fun. So I really like this about uh, LAFC and uh, 
yeah, it's it's amazing place to to be at. Let's talk about the way you play, because I don't see a lot of players like you in this league. I cover it all, and working in tight spaces, combining. Um, how would you, when you wanted to start playing, what? and you became the player that you were, what were the things you, you, you wanted to excel at? What are the things you worked on? Um, normally when I was uh, young, I was o always playing like a uh, number 10 uh, offensive midfielder and uh, I've always liked to, to dribble, to attack, to take risks. And uh, the last uh, few years I was forced to play a little bit more defensive role, so I changed my game a little bit. but. Uh, for me, the most important thing is to, to have fun, to play offensive football, to take risks and uh, to have fun on, on the field. So that's what I try to do. But I try to be effective, of course, as well and help the team. Yeah. A number 10 with some defensive awareness sounds perfect for this club. It's huge. It's huge. And and what is it? Uh, and, and I've watched film of you before you even came here. Uh, but what is it about LAFC's game model and the way the style of play uh, that attracted you? Yeah, I think uh, lately I've uh, watched uh, a lot of MLS games and uh, for the League Cup and I've seen how other teams play and I think uh, our style of play is, uh, is uh, more connected like to the European style of play and we play like we don't uh, leave so much spaces in uh, our tactical p positioning is better than the other teams so I think that's what can separate us from the other teams so we can be uh, like we can play a different style uh, we we play like a European team no. yeah you're a part of this team right you're playing you're logging minutes you're scoring goals I mean joining fantasy football joining fantasy football <laughs> hopefully not camping here at the performance center <laughs> I got we need footage of that whenever that happens whoever is camping uh, what was the conversations like when they, they, they brought you here about what they wanted you to do what, what do they say this is we have envisioned you you're the the exact type of player uh, that we want. What? Uh, how? How can we get you to come here and do the job that we need you to do? Yeah. Um. Uh, mostly, the most important thing it was always just to to be myself, to settle fast with the guys. Uh, normally, I I've never had uh, problems with uh, any teams. I've I been can see there. Why. So <laughs> yeah, I I'm friendly. I think I'm a I'm a good guy. I I'm a team player. So yeah, it's been easy for me here to settle with the team and to to feel a part of the of the squad very fast. And it's so, been it's been not so long since you've just came into the fold, but off the field, what is it about LA that you've enjoyed so far? Yeah, off the field, I haven't really had uh, much time yeah. to see a lot <laughs> of the city. Yeah, but I'm I'm really excited. I know a lot about uh, Los Angeles because uh, me personally, the the music, the sports, I like a lot of things about the USA. And uh, yeah, I think I have enough time to to find more about this this city. And yeah, I have some Bulgarian people here that can help me with some of the guys also. And yeah. So you, you like NFL? What other sports? What kind of music yeah. do you like? We're off the top of your head, but it's obviously American. Uh, the music and yeah. culture that you enjoy. Yeah, normally it's it's American. Yeah, like the the old school rap, uh, pop, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Most of the music I listen to is is American. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanna I gotta ask you about the Bulgarian football because when I was, I'm a lot older than you, uh, you probably yeah. don't remember, but maybe it was passed on to you. But my first recollection of Bulgarian football was the uh, 94 World Cup. Yeah, in USA. In USA. Yeah. And they remember Bulgaria and Mexico because you guys knocked them out. 
Uh, then you knocked out Jurgen Klinsmann in Germany, and yeah. I said this is amazing. They made the semifinals. Then they made the next World Cup. Haven't made a World Cup since. So what has yeah. the Bulgarian football been like? Obviously, I know they want to make yeah. major tournaments. You've been capped 11 times, so you could be a big part of that. But where is Bulgarian football now um, with that incredible past and looking forward now? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. The situation in the Bulgarian national team, it's been really tough. The since like uh, the last time we played in a big format like the European Championship in 2004 we haven't qualified to a big tournament since then and uh, I think some other countries in uh, Europe are uh, developing so fast and they uh, there were countries that were way below us and now they're reaching us and they even uh, take us out and they're getting better than us so uh, we should change something in Bulgaria, we should uh, change the system, change everything because there is uh, a lot of talent in Bulgaria but something doesn't work out and the national team hasn't been good, like really good in a, in a long time. So yeah, the same situation is with the, with the league, with the Bulgarian clubs, there are a lot of, a lot of foreign players playing there and I think the last two, two years uh, the level has risen up but uh, still I think it should there's a lot of room for development in uh, Bulgarian football. I look forward to seeing that. Have you, have you ever, have Risto Stoichkov lives out here. Has he, has he reached out to you by chance? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you Bulgarians look after each other. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> when, when did you know when you were a kid about you were going to be, this was the sport you wanted to play? You yeah. wanted to get into sports? Yeah, I think since I was like very, very, very young, I was three, four years old and I started to play with my dad and my parents and then uh, I started to train at seven. So basically since, since my whole life I've always uh, wanted to be a professional at this sport and it's always been my dream to, to play football. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And so what, is your, what is your goal now moving forward? Yeah, I have uh, very big goals. I try to be the best player that I can be and uh, I don't set set some limits to myself so I, I work hard every day and uh, I think always the the sky's the limit when you work hard and you have big dreams so yeah good answer and you, you said yeah. you watch a lot of MLS so you're familiar now yeah. with clubs yeah. and what's required yeah. there's gonna be a lot of travel yeah. and yeah 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 have you ever been to Charlotte are you gonna yeah I know <laughs> it's a, a long travel <laughs> long trip to Charlotte yeah but uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing it um, when I was in Bulgaria, I didn't know much about the, the game that's played here. I've only watched highlights and now uh, I have a better picture when I see some games, when I watch some tape of, of other teams. And uh, now I think I'm more familiar with the style here and how the teams play. I'm going to remember this conversation when he's at the World Cup with Bulgaria. Going, we finally put the work in. <laughs> yeah, he's got Fufu on the back for the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we really appreciate you joining us. It means a lot. Yeah. It's great to get to know you a little better. Uh, you are, you're a delightful young man. and uh, it's, we're very. I know I speak for the club. We're happy to have you here. And you're off to a great start. Yeah, for me, it was also a pleasure speaking to you guys. And... Yeah, we can do it again. Okay. And take, take a running back in the first round. We yeah. could have you know ended that. this <laughs> podcast right after he said he joined the league, in all honesty. I was done. <laughs> uh, it's been a great podcast. Really appreciate you joining us. We're getting you closer to this LAFC roster, including Philip Fufu Krastevkir. Big plans and big hopes for him as he moves forward. Of course, Jordan 
first class who brings us inside. <laughs> it, it, fantastic. I hope neither of you guys lose the Fantasy Football League. I obviously can't play, but I'll be paying attention from afar. Make sure you rate, review, download, subscribe. Inside LAFC Podcast. We'll be back again next week recapping Charlotte and looking forward to the big one against Inter-Miami. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.